Coming up next, Bookin' It discusses The Warden and the Wolf King. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Bookin' It. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Cooper Cobbs. And joining me today are my two friends, Matthew Killingsworth. Howdy. And Isaiah Bresky. How you doing, guys? Hello. Doing good. Merry early Christmas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Actually, this will be this will be about a week and a half before a Christmas, before. so yeah. Yeah. That's right. Exciting. Well, speaking of the holidays, how was your guys' Thanksgiving so far? We just wrapped up Thanksgiving recording time. Yeah, it's pretty good. I had a good Thanksgiving. Went to a lake house. We didn't go on the lake, obviously, but like we had a fire and everything. Oh, I didn't think that would have stopped you. You normally <laughs> do. <when laughs> no, that I, wouldn't have stopped me. That's true. We, I did I get a video at one time. This was what was this October or November? February. Of no, last it was last year January. And, oh, it was February. Oh my goodness! Of Isaiah yeah. jumping off the lake house. Yeah, that was yep. insane. <laughs> Isaiah was he very adamant he wasn't going to do that. He went and in, he stayed in a little bit, and then he's like, you know what, I want to do it again. Yep. That's right. Well, I had a fun Thanksgiving, too. We flew into Pennsylvania, and um, I had to wear a mask a lot there, but uh, it's fine. Oh, yeah. And then we Saw those flew back and flew back in first class, which was probably the first and only time in my childhood I'll get to do that, but it was a fun experience. Yeah. Then, I, uh, much to my body's uh, pain, I won the turkey trot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We spent Thanksgiving with my family and cousins. So, yeah, we had a great time. Great time. Anybody else setting up their Christmas tree today besides Isaiah? We actually did yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty fun. On, eh? We got yeah. the tree yesterday, got... and now we're just putting on the ornaments. Oh, yeah, y'all nice. get real trees. I wish we could do that. We always get it's funny trees. how we always we always set up our tree... On the day the Iron Bowl happens, which is kind of sad. In case you don't know, I'm a big Auburn fan. Dad went to Auburn. Yeah. Anyway, Iron Bowl's today, which is exciting. Oh. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. That's cool. I probably won't watch that either. (laughs) Who's Michigan playing? Isaiah? I don't know. I don't really watch football right now. Yeah. Especially with Michigan not being cigarettes. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get. This is really fast to move on. <laughs> okay, let's All let's right. talk about most the uh, second half of the war and the Wolf King. So I think where we leave off was it Scree? We were in Scree last year. It was last I th- episode. I think so. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Let's pick a spot and hop right in. I don't remember exactly where we left off. Um. Well, I remember last episode I was going to uh, read a section that I was talking about before we ran out of time, and I promised I'd read it this episode. So it was, we were talking about, um, I was talking about analogies in the book, and but then I started t- going on a little rabbit trail about Artham, and I really liked uh, the part where he was explaining Anira. And so I'm just going to read a couple of these paragraphs to talk about that, if that's all right. So he says... Uh, the towns are perfect, and then uh, Armelin the Bard says, what do you mean? He's, uh, he says, let me put it like this. Imagine you're walking one of the footpaths that cut through the countryside. You have a staff and a rugsack, and a few, after a few brisk hours, you think to yourself, I could use a hearty bowl of limpany stew right now. The villages in Anir are so perfectly spaced that as soon as you have that thought, you crest a hill and see a village in the valley below, with smoke in the chimneys and the smell of hay on the wind. 
You stroll into town, and after some vibes from the village fount, every village has a fount for travelers, you turn around and see a little inn or tavern, likely next to the apollery or bookstore. And he says there's every in every town there's a requirement to have a bookstore. He says, you stride into that inn and lean your walking stick by the door, and no sooner than you've sat down and sipped a pint of something warm, the proprietor being, brings you a bowl of limply stew. And uh, Armelin the Bard replies, but how does he know? They always have what you want in an era. It's not that the cooks are magic, it's the land, you see. When you're walking through that part of the island, the shape of the hills, the color of the leaves, the way the light hits the tree trunks, the cool of the morning and the smell of the crocs, probably limply sprouts, all contrive to make you want exactly the right thing at the right time. I just yeah, thought that man. was so cool. It just like, yeah. really helps you picture Anira. And I love how Andrew Peterson wrote it in that way where it was, like even the chapter title is Storytime with Artham. It's Artham explained to all the Screans who've never been there, who some of them are like have Anira and ancestors, and he's just explaining it to them and it just sounds like such a wonderful place. And I love how... Artham's able to stay himself long enough when he's talking about Anira, even though it brings back sad memories. Yeah. Until the very end, I guess, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to sit here. Actually, let me pull it up. So, um, I said we flied it. So, we flew in. We got back to Dallas. And Matthew says, oh, yeah, I forgot to say I finished Warden the Wolf King last night. Okay, I'm going to read these texts. So, hey, guys, this is Matthew. I forgot to tell you that I finished Warden the Wolf King last night. I say, well, what'd you think? He says... Not gonna lie, the last half of that book was pretty dang close to level Harry Potter. So, Matthew, <laughs> this is hey, we're not talking praise. about the last half yet. Yeah, it is. All right, all right. Well, I just want to say the last half I, is in I'm, part I'm of this. We're talking about I the did middle say that, part. and it's true. Yeah, I mean, this is it's great. All right, so one of Cooper just couldn't help this. himself but <laughs> read that. I mean, discuss this next that, week. <laughs> I was like, is yeah. it possible? Is this, is this happening? I I had to yeah. I had to rub my eyes. I mean, it was late night, but um, anyway. Yeah. So one of my main things with Wingfeather Saga, it's kind of like a Star Wars conundrum. It's literally been nine years, and everybody forgets a year even existed. But mm-hmm. you know, it's is it is that yeah. is that ever an issue for you guys? Especially with kind of a Star Wars. It's been 19 years since the Jedi were gone. Everybody somehow forgot they existed. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, definitely not everybody. It seems like all the important slash, like, somewhat main characters still remembered it. But then, like, all the normal folk did forget about it. Yeah. Like, some people thought it was, like, a legend. I don't know. Now that you, yeah, like, now they, that you say that. It's been nine years. Yeah. Isaiah, what about you? I don't really get how they could forget about it. Like, it was only nine years. Yeah, same. Like, same. Yeah. If it was such a big and important and powerful country, like, it's just gone and then you forget about it instantly? What? Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just because they were so distracted by the fangs and, like, they didn't want to remember because it reminded them of how bad of a place they were in there. I don't know. That's true, and especially with later on in the books, how like a lot of the cloven they don't they don't want to remember pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't. It hurts to remember, so they're like, yeah, we don't really want to remember. Um, but I think yeah, I agree. My favorite parts are when they're learning about Anira, just because it's so sparse and it's also very well written. In the times that it happens, that it's always some of my favorite parts. 
Yes. Anyway, See, that is now that is uh, now my second favorite part, actually. But second favorite part, eh? Yeah. My oh. favorite part is in the last half of the book, so we'll talk about it next. All time. right, talk about it next episode. All right. So, what do you guys think about um, just kind of the Battle of Scree and uh, the I don't, I don't know, just thoughts about this section, and then we'll kind of zoom in a little bit. It was good. Um, <laughs> I, just, I hate saying good. <laughs> no, I liked that. Obviously was not as good as the second half of the book. I'm just going to keep saying it because I really liked the second half of this book. And, yeah, definitely. Um, but I wish, like, I don't know, it just seemed to stop, like, abruptly. It was, like, all this buildup, and then there was there was a battle. I'm not saying it was, like, a complete Tolkien move, but it was, like, there was a battle. <laughs> but then, like, out of nowhere, it, they just seemed to kind of luck out, and they didn't actually have to fight, like, yeah. once they thought it was going to get way worse. They didn't actually have to fight it. They just kind of just kind of happened because all the fangs got, had to retreat. And then they just went back to Glipwood and then went back to Dugtown. And then, like, everyone just, like, went on their own. And, like, Sarah was, like, lonely for a few weeks after that. And was like, are you kidding? She has all these friends. She just fought a war with, like, a bunch of people. And they're, like, just letting her stay there and take care of a bunch of kids without, like, visiting or anything. I was like. And then Armin the Bard <laughs> left, too, because he wanted to go on adventures. Yeah. I was just like, true. wow, that's kind of. Yeah, it did kind of have a, a very abrupt descent i don't really like the ending or the second part of you don't like book, the abrupt descent well I, yeah. I, I i'm fine with it i think it works fairly but i just don't like the actual ending of the, i'll I mean, tell I you what i don't kind like of sets up the end most about it what i dislike most about it, yeah what i dislike most about it is artham just he's like all right i'm just gonna stay here in my treehouse and I'm going to cry about my brother who I left, and but I'm going to leave his family on the other side of the world where all of the things are going. I'm not going to go over there to protect them. I'm just going to yeah. magically appear at the end whenever they already finished the battle and somebody right. died. So it's like, dude, I really wanted Artham to go back. And really, this book, I, I like Artham, and he's been my favorite character the whole time, but now he's not after this book. He should have been there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, to kind of raise Janner to the pre-this part, Artham, they really had to kind of make Artham, or more, I guess, Andy Peters had to make uh, Artham seem a little less like the man he used to be, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, But again, I, guess, I mean, Artham I is so. still good in this book. He's still good. But again, yeah, I, I mean, I think I agree. I think it, it would have been great if all seemed lost, then Artham came flying in and defeated Nath the Nameless. That would have been really cool. Exactly. That would have been epic. Isaiah, your thoughts. Yeah, that would have been cool, but, I mean, it was a bit disappointing, but it also showed, like, what Artham was going through, like how much pain and yeah. suffering and whatever the memory. Yeah, but like it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be where he overcomes it all and then comes and wins the battle for him or something, or not wins it, but like yeah. comes at least and is helps, in the yeah. picture. It's true. I don't know. Yeah, was was yeah I think I can see. Yeah, I was I kind can of see that the fact they need to show his kind of despair, but I agree they could have done something more. Yeah, I I kind of never. The whole sorry, time. I say they. I meant Andrew Peterson. Sorry. Yeah. Gotcha. The whole time I was just kind of wanting Artham and Janner to be like the throne wardens and, you know, kind of be like Merrily and uh, Gammon. Just be like a yeah. crime fighting team, kind of. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. What do you guys think about the Merrily and uh, Claxton part of the book? Just kind of their relationship and the struggle that they face. He wasn't the best dad. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally, like, uh, fakes 
trying to get her back. Just, I mean, I guess you could argue, yeah, he had a little bit of love just because she, he wanted to get her out of the way before the things overran the city, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not advocating for him. Definitely, he's terrible. No, if he like, was you guys smart, think he would have left her second? with Gammon because that's the most safest spot yeah. in the screen. That's true. Yeah, she's saying, if you love me, let me go, right? Isaiah, what about what about you? What do you think about Marilei and Claxton's relationship and that whole kind of scene with the Stranders and Nergabog too? Um, Nergabog. I mean, <laughs> I don't really know. I didn't think it was that important or anything. Cause he just kept going back to that, random times. Like sometimes it was important, yeah, like with Janner and all that when they were there. But whenever they weren't, it really wasn't that important. Mm. I agree. I mean, it's just like yeah. with the latest Mandalorian episode. I'm like, what? Well, you threw some plot stuff in there, but there is literally no point. For Actually, this to don't talk about that. I still whatsoever. haven't watched any of the fir- any of the second season. Okay, well, like I'm going kidding me. I will this week, but like, wait, which episode are you talking like, about, Cooper? The one that came out yesterday? No, sorry, I haven't seen that one yet. The the oh, the, okay. the, the one pretty good. last week's. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I, well, no, I just thought it was pointless, pretty much, besides some plot stuff. But anyway, it's just kind of like that. It's I agree with Isaiah. There's, there's, they're not main characters. I mean, this is this is one of the reasons I don't like the ending to this, to this scree part of the book is Gammon right. and Miralea literally have no purpose. Like, oh, they were fun up, oh, never mind, shut off, right? Yep, yep. They have their own little purpose, but you know, I mean, it's it's fun, but really the only, the, the Sarah is the only main character left on this side. She still has some part to play in the story. Yeah, you know, I mean, we we like scree, really we like, like the characters over there, but it's not the main point. From this point forward, though, Sarah doesn't really have a part. Because, <laughs> like, Tanner's talked about it a million well, yeah. times about how she's been in the fourth page of the first book or whatever, and they brought her back and all right. that, and that was cool. But, like, in this book, she's Oh, yeah, really sorry, Tanner's, Tanner's, Tanner's not going to be here for this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like Sarah. I, just, I guess she's the only person who appears in the latter half of the book besides the game and a mirror well, not really. Technically. Yeah. And Arthur, that's true. That's true. But I mean, like, this area. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah. So, again, I like I really like this section with Gammon and Merlay and Gammon doing everything to get Merlay back. But again, I see, like, no set of tracks. They just kind of disappeared and then reappeared again. There's no development. I wish he had given us some, like, flashbacks in the past of what had happened. Because even I've talked about this, I think in North Beaton episodes, maybe about just how he You're just suddenly cares for I her. Oh, sorry. Like, there's just this whole part where it's, you you think that Marilyn and Gammon's relationship has grown and grown stronger, and mm-hmm. they care for each other, right? And but you don't see that ever. You don't see yeah. that happening. It just mm-hmm. start, starts. I mean, I wish we had some, because like, this is one of my favorite parts, is when Gamma's trying to get Marley back, but we just don't see enough that it could have been even better. I I think I said this all in the first book, that a lot of stuff was kind of just, like, cheesy, if you know what I mean. Silly, yeah, like, cheesy. Just, yep. like, some of the stuff they said. I thought when Marley was like, someone give me a mask, I'm going to be the Shadow Blade or whatever, I was like, that is so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was yeah. like, awkward. <laughs> and then at the end of the book, they brought it back, and they were like, there's these two guys running across Scree, defeating all the bad guys, called the Floored Sword and Shadow Blade. And I was like, ugh, that's just cringe at that. <laughs> Isaiah, it's your like thoughts? They tried to be superheroes or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... 
I've basically felt like the same as Matthew. I mean, in the beginning, I thought it was like kind of cool, but then I thought about it a bit more, and I'm like, oh, that's just weird. Just seems weird yeah. after it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, the Gammon gives this great giant speech about how we're gonna we're gonna defeat the Fangs, and if not, well. Will be like the noblest ending in history, right, or something like that. Yeah. We'll tell our children about it, and then the things disappear. And Matthew was right; he, it, it wasn't. This was almost more of a Tolkien. Tolkien like has the battle, but it's like really lame. But yeah. this one just kind of flies away. Yeah. It, you know, like they they fought, and they you know it was hard, and then they got on top, and then it was hard, and then they got on top, and then they kind of regrouped because they beat the things at the first battle, and they had the things had all these ships, but then like. I can't even really remember what happened because it all happened in like one page. Like I think the yeah, guys either I think the guys blew up the ships and then all the rest of the fangs retreated across the sea, and then they were freed. Yeah, but like I mean, okay, we've been we've been we've been criticizing this part for like five whole minutes. That's true. But I will say <laughs> after the end of the battle, when they all retreated and when they finally won, I did like the walk back to Dugtown with all the Glipwood. Uh, township folks. Oh yeah, that was, like, that was a fun part. I I really liked that part, and then I loved how all the parents got to be reunited with their kids. That yeah, it really had some like form. emotional weight with Sarah. Just she she knows her parents are gone, and yeah. uh, just stuff. I like really that. wanted and her parents really, to be really back. Really it at the end. Yeah, well, if you if you ever read the Wingfeather Tales, they have this whole like a uh, hundred page story about her father. It's kind of oh my gosh. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it was my Armel in the bar. Oh, I part. am your father. Yeah, that would have been really funny, actually. I am your father, Sarah. What? No, it cannot be. <laughs> that would have been really funny. Um, <laughs> I'll cut off I, your um, hand to prove it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like the part with Borley, and Sarah gets offered a chance to have a real family, and then she yeah, just but kind she of stays. turns it down. She turns it down, she stays. Um, I really like that part. It adds mm-hmm. some emotional weight, definitely. Um yeah. Um, I guess we should. Is that anything else you guys want to say about the Scree part of the book before we move on? I mean, to no. There's not much else to say about Scree. It's just Artham just kind of ditched everybody. Yeah. He like, yeah, he went back to his treehouse and then just like told Sarah he was staying there. Yeah. And then you didn't see him for like basically the whole rest of the book. And when he finally did show up, I mean, I don't want to spoil the end, but like when he basically did, it was pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that um, what was I gonna say? Oh my goodness, it's kind of like in like the in the like Return of the King, the ending of the Fellowship, wherever they kind of go their separate ways. But except mm-hmm. it's not like a a glorious ending. Like they're they're really high, you know. They, I guess they kicked they kicked the things out of Scree, yay! But there's still some bittersweet stuff going on, and there is with Lord of the Rings too. Oh, by the way, guys, of this recording, we're only five dollars away from reading Lord of the Rings, so make sure you go donate because. We would love to do Lord of the Rings, right, guys? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, rich spot. Anyway, but like, it just kind of it's it's really bittersweet, but it doesn't really work as it's kind of supposed to be happy and give emotional weight to Sarah for the ending, and yeah. it, it almost works. I feel like looking at, like this book is it's really big. It's way bigger than any other ones. I feel like they had to cut a lot out of this part because it just feels kind of incomplete. Yeah. I feel like if we had a couple more chapters, like it's the same, or same thing with Interstellar. Book. Yeah, it might have been better if they just split it up into other books. 
yeah, that would have been, I mean, Gordon Luther King Part 1, Part, part 2, yeah, I think that would have been great. Because the same thing with Interstellar, it's a it's an okay 2 hour and 45 minutes, it would have been a terrible 2 and a half hour movie, but it could have been a great 3 hour movie. Hmm. But what I'm saying is, this book's yeah. already really long, just add some stuff, especially in this part, because I think everywhere else is fine, it just makes it better and more emotionally relevant because mm-hmm. it could this part could be really well and it could be really well set up for the ending but i feel like it just doesn't quite do that all right are we, are we done we're moving on to throg throg is definitely probably the weirdest section of all of these can you guys agree with easily that? but it's yeah. still one of the best sections of the book yeah definitely it's a great section it's just weird yeah, the cloven. Yeah, the cloven. I don't, I don't that, know that, what. that itself makes it weird. Even at the end, the cloven just give me bad vibes. I don't know why. They're just. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of. I, mean, I like the cloven. I like what they represent, but it, it's really just really weird and quirky. Yeah. I like them, but. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's probably one of the. Um, I guess. I mean, it's well-written, but it's the worst we're written of any of these sections. It's better than it's worse than Scree, I think. Just because, how do you write about, like, the Cloven and then the Throg, which is also really weird, you know. I, mean, I actually I, I thought it was pretty trying, good. But... Yeah, I thought it was good, too. I just think. There was also, this is this is another interesting thing. So I felt like the first half of the book, the Bonifer Squoon sections, like, in between each uh, um, section, I guess. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk in, about In between those. each part. they They were, like, kind of relevant kind of but like you didn't really see like why they were there it was almost like the first time they did it i was almost like that's that's pretty weird ap like what's going on man <laughs> but then <laughs> ap that's that that's yeah, oh, yeah that's what us so. that's what us dudes call them you know we're all cl- no <laughs> but then uh, no but later like the second half of the book it really started like it was directly connecting and like you were learning about stuff that was actually happening in the real story and that's when it got so interesting, and I, I started wanting more. And then in Throg, there was three different Bonifer Squoon sections without, like, right. yeah, there was three just in that part without, like, transitioning parts. So I thought that was interesting because it had a lot to say there. Yeah, because Bonifer Squoon does make a reappearance, which is really weird. What do you guys think about the uh, section with the cloven and kind of what they represent and... Kind of, what are your thoughts on that part? I thought it was a little disturbing. Very, like, it's definitely, I think, the most, like, mystical, like, magical type. And I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but, like, you know what I'm saying? The most mystical, like, type part of of the whole series that's just, like, kind of mysterious, you know? Mm -hmm. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Not really. It was just it really words, weird. Totally. Yeah, I, I like what they represent. We we are I like like Matthew said we're the 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 uh, parts with Boniface Gwyn and that kind of story. How it it is outside of this story, yet it is relevant to this story at the same time. And I'm sure Tanner would be geeking out if he was on this one, but um, it's really cool to see how the cloven are made and what they have to do, especially kind of added on to what we learned in. North are beaten in a little bit in context with Monster in the Hollows. Just kind yeah. of how broken they are and how beaten up and they're they're waiting for I guess like I said, we kinda of talked about it a little bit last episode, but the the seed to start the new garden. The the last this one is definitely more with the maker and I really like that. 
Yeah. But um, what do you guys think about the uh, seed to start the new garden? The prediction. Do you guys like that kind of prophecy? The predict the prof- Ar- I'm gonna call it Arendelle or whatever her name is. Like the maker and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. the 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 cloven uh, leader is a tree, half tree, half person called Arendelle, who is uh, Artham's old girlfriend. How does that even make sense? But then. But then she becomes so a tree. turn into animals and <laughs> yeah. she turns into a tree. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, but... Um, it is kind of where I fit in the box. Yeah. But, like, you're asking about the prophecy. I thought I thought it was a cool mm-hmm. role that it played because it it took a while because it started, like, you first heard about the prophecy pretty early on in the Throg section and then it didn't really, like, you didn't really see the, like, see, like, what it was for until... Close to the yeah, end. Yeah, I of the mean, book. at the and at the very end, everything comes together, and you're like, Whoa. Whoa. Yep. yeah. So, uh, what do you think about um, the part with Esben and the cave and the cloven over there? Did you guys like that section? Did it add anything that you didn't know? Did it take away anything? I, I just I don't Wait. think it was super like crazy important role in the story. But what part are you talking about? The the Esben cave where uh, Kalmar or Elder Chadwick took them um, to the cave. I, I liked it because oh, it showed yeah, yeah. it showed how like Janner and Kalmar were the like were the two things that were keeping and I guess Lily too the the jewels were the only things keeping Esben sane and like still a person kind of because what happened yeah like once you melded was you like were some like Artham you were sometimes insane sometimes sane. And you couldn't really control yourself very well, but, like... You just lost your memory, basically. Yeah, I agree with Isaiah. I think it... I liked it, but I was kind of like, what surf, What purpose did this play? Now, like, we've made a lot of comparisons to Harry Potter, but in Harry Potter, <laughs> every know. small thing seems relevant, no matter what. Right, right. And same thing here. Like, this little scene, it was great, but, like, what, what did it have in the long run? Did it affect Kalmar? Well, we don't really get into Kalmar's head at all. Mm-hmm. to see kind of what it did to him. And I think with Scree, it's just a little incomplete. I think it could have been really great and really emotional, but I don't know mm-hmm. what it, what purpose it served in the long run. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I think I think we can stop here. We'll have, or I think we'll move on a little bit because next episode is probably going to be a really long one. Okay. Yeah, so... Hey, stop here. Should we uh, go ahead and say that next week, Ookie. next week for sure. the Christmas episode, we <clears throat> are releasing the gift of Magi. No, no, no. This no, no way on. We have Ward and Wolf King Part Three. Are you I think, sure? And then looking back. Well, no. Yeah. On Christmas Day, we're releasing. Yeah, on Christmas Day, we're yeah. releasing Gift of the Magi. So that's our special Christmas episode. It's a short story. As an extra episode. And yeah. Yeah. Definitely be on the lookout for that. It's gonna be. It's very. We already recorded. It's a very fun episode. Yes. You'll you'll want to listen to it with your family on Christmas. It'll be a great, 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 yeah. great fun episode. It's, it's right? a little shorter too. I think. It's just a nice. Yeah, short it's a little short. Mm-hmm. And You've probably games. heard the story before. Yep. Even if you haven't read the short story. If if not, it's been Disneyfied. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's been Disneyfied. <laughs> Hashtag Disneyfied. All right. <laughs> Let's do some donor shoutouts. Isaiah, what would someone want to do if they wanted a donor shoutout? Well, they'd have to go to patreon.com forward slash booking it and choose any of the four tiers we have there to donate. And any all of them give you a That's shout right. Out. Isn't it five tiers now? And, um, oh, no, we haven't added that one okay. yet. We're, yeah. Well, we're adding That's another right. we're tier. Adding, we're adding a so. cheaper tier. So, cheaper. you guys thinking, oh, I'd like to donate, but it's too much. I don't know what it 
It's going to yeah, give you... It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, be, it'll probably be out by the time you listen to this. <clears throat> All right. So donor shout-outs. How are we going to do donor shout-outs today, guys? Okay, I had an idea. So what about what about we do Clovens? Like, not necessarily... I'm not implying that the Patreons are, like, choosing to become fangs or anything. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what if we just did, like, mixed animals just for fun or something? Ooh. Okay. So, like, someone, so, someone will uh, name yeah. a Patreon, and then they will say that, like what two animals mixed together they could be. I'll go first. All right, Nana, you will be a half-human, half-sheep. Okay. <laughs> Van Pappy and Wayla, you guys uh, can both be the same one. You can be a half-human, half-giraffe. Oh, that's pretty hot. All right, my grandparents, you guys can both be the same, and you'll be half-bonnie, half-bear. <laughs> All right, Becky... <laughs> half bunny, half bear. Okay, Becky, this will be very special for you. You can be half sea dragon and half dinosaur. That's pretty cool right there. Isaiah's Uncle Sebi, you get to be a dragon and a lion. Because yeah, cool. you're kind of a beast, you know? You were, like, in the military and stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, my Aunt Jenny and Uncle Sam, you guys will both be half sea star, half lion. <laughs> okay. Is that my Shark turn? Okay. I's, okay. So the uh, that's a new donor. We have two more donors after them. Isaiah's cousins. You guys, you guys can be um uh, um, you can be both swordfish <laughs> and tiger. Oh, that's, this is fun. This is yeah, fun. see, it's a good idea. All right, and then our newest donor, Chris Christopher. Thank you, my man. So. Um, for Christopher, we have a special announcement thing, I guess. He has his own podcast called Like Lightning, where he reads his short stories and uh, flash fiction, which he tells us is super short stories. So um, if you want to check that out, it's called Like Lightning, all caps. And Yeah, yeah. very cool, very cool, very well-written yes. stuff, very great. All right, and what's Chris going to be, um, Oh, yeah. what is Chris? Oh, Chris is going to be... An elephant and a mouse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's great. Too. All right. Make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash booking it. Remember, we only need $5 before we do Lord of the Rings. That's right. If you can't donate for whatever reasons. That's right. That's right. Patreon. <laughs> please. <laughs> donate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, please, please leave a review down below. Five stars. We'd really appreciate it. And until next time. Keep on booking it.